Good morning, all listeners. It's Saturday, February 18th, 2023. It is 7.56 a.m. Pacific Time, and this is episode 218 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. I'm Boogie! And I am the Baron, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Saturday, everybody. It's been about six days since we last spoke. And we got ourselves a dandy of a weekend. Congratulations, first and foremost, to them Kansas City Chiefs for winning Super Bowl 57 in a classic, defeating the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35. Congratulations to the Chiefs, baby. Good job, KC. Uh, Andy Reid, Patty Mahomes. Uh, What a comeback in the second half. Uh, It was just a a great win for them. They were able to show the world that they... uh, we're definitely uh, poised and ready to go in that second half oh, after yeah. uh, being able to be down by 10 at the half. And, of course, uh, great job by that whole team and that squad. Uh, big ups to them. Uh, we, of course, enjoyed, hopefully, uh, that Rihanna show. Uh, she did pretty good, huh? Uh, Rihanna? Rihanna. 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 Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Potato, 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 potato. potato. Who cares? All we know Nevada, is... Nevada, Nevada. Right, there we go. Oh. All we know is, is that it was a great win by the Chiefs. Uh, of course, we had uh, KC and we had the over. Yes, sir. We baby. had both of those. Woo-hoo. And, of course, uh, we just want to make sure that everybody knows Boogie and the Baron are now back deep diving into this college basketball world that we love so much with how many weeks left? We have three weeks until Selection Sunday. 22 days from right now. Woo! We are back to the grind. The NFL is over. They go into their offseason. We still have a couple of months for NBA, NHL playoffs, and baseball. So right now, the best two-month stretch of the year happens right now. College basketball in full swing. Poogie, we are down to the last couple of weeks, my man. We got this weekend's games. We got next week and next weekend's games. And then on Monday, February 27th, the Atlantic Sun Conference Tournament starts. And we dive into conference play. Small school week, big school week, Selection Sunday. It's exciting. There's a lot of games today. There's about 150 of them. We looked at damn near every one of them this morning, and we narrowed it down to our best eight. So we have an eight-pack of picks for you guys today. A lot of teams on the bubble, a lot of teams fighting for seeding, a lot of teams trying to play spoiler, trying to set themselves up for a good seed in their conference tournament. And once that starts, everyone's alive until you lose. That's right. One and done. Uh, we we love this time of year. It's great, bro. Uh, you know, we're very successful at this sport specifically. This is the one, baby. Uh, Boogie and the Baron, ready to roll. Ready to roll. And it is approaching the 8 a.m. hour here in Las Vegas on this beautiful Saturday morning. And Boogie actually has a couple of 9 a.m. tips, so we want to get those out of the way first. Boogie's first game that he is going to give out is going to be a Big East battle between Seton Hall and UConn. Now, to paint the picture, Shaheen Holloway in his first year as head coach of the Seton Hall Pirates, 16-11 and 9-7 and in conference play. 
And Boogie, they really do it with their defense, my friend, giving up only 64 points a game. They um, snapped a two-game losing skid by defeating Georgetown earlier this week by eight at home. Good, Georgetown. And, yeah, they're, they're bottom feeders in this conference this year. Patrick Ewing, we've talked about that. UConn comes in with the record of 19-7. and seven. They're 8-7 and seven in Big East play, number 20 in the country. They were number one there for a little bit. They snapped their three-game winning streak by losing at Creighton one week ago by the final score of 56-53. So UConn, a little bit more rested, I think you would say. You take a look at this Big East standings, Boogie. you got Marquette, Xavier, Providence, and Creighton as your top four. Seton Hall is five, and UConn is six. So these two teams could very well see each other again at the Garden here in a couple of weeks. Potential quarterfinal matchup in the Big East tournament. Seton Hall, UConn, old school Big East. They've been Big East rivals for years and years since it was the old Big East. Now they're in the new Big East. The five versus the six here looks like it could be a pretty close game, and you got UConn spot in a pretty high number. Yeah, this time of year, we're looking at uh, how these teams can fare against each other, especially when they've uh, played already once before. Uh, UConn wound up losing in an upset uh, last time these two teams played, 67-66. It's a big game for both teams. First-year head coach for Seton Hall, Shaheen Holloway, is trying to sweep UConn after winning earlier this year, like I said. Uh, not sure if they can pull this upset on the road, uh, but 10.5 for me is a lot of points. Um, I am backing Seton Hall here. UConn has a solid offense. But they do tend to struggle against teams with a good defense. And Seton Hall does have a good defense. Ten and a half points for me. I'm taking the Hall plus ten and a half here. UConn, uh, Seton Hall. Seton Hall plus ten and a half. And it's a really big game when you take a look at the bracket at this point where we're at. Uh, Joe Lenardi on ESPN, he updates his bracket every Tuesday and Friday. And... I got to tell you, bro, Seton Hall, this could be a very big resume-building win to get a quad one win on the road against a top-20 opponent. Big game. You see where the Pirates are at at this point, sitting in the next four out. Um, Right now, they are the sixth team out of the tournament, so they need to move up a little bit. New Mexico got a big road win against San Jose State to keep themselves on the bubble Seton Hall needs to do the same thing now for Seton Hall this loss is if they lose they're not it's not going to hinder them but a win can propel them into new heights absolutely and we also have of course their conference tournament where they'll be able to uh showcase a little bit more they can pick up some more some more good wins so the opportunity for the big schools on the bubble a lot more um Formatable, I think is the word I'm looking for. They have the opportunity to really continue to boost their resume. And remember, the committee does not just look at the conference tournament. They look at your whole season as a whole. And they look at quad one, quad two, net, all that silly stuff. But we'll see. Seton Hall, a big opportunity today. If they can go on the road and beat UConn to springboard maybe into the bracket itself by the end of the weekend. But yeah, Seton Hall, good pick, bro. Plus 10.5. Got to like them to try to keep this close as they are fighting for their tournament lives. You got one more, and we head to the Big Ten. And this is actually a big-time bubble game as well with Rutgers visiting Wisconsin on the Big Ten Network. Rutgers is 16-10, and 8-7 in the Big Ten. Losers of three straight. They lost it in Indiana by six, at Illinois by nine, and they lost as 15-point home favorites to Nebraska by 10 earlier in the week. 
Wisconsin has been a very wishy-washy type of school. You look at, you know, remember watching them with you earlier in the season when they were out at Atlantis. They almost beat Kansas. Yeah. They compete. They've played a good schedule. But they are back and forth. They win a game, they lose a game. They win a game, they lose a game. They win a game, they lose a game. They're coming off a 64-59 win at home against Michigan. And uh, judging off of their uh, their trend of win-lose, 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 theories would say that they would lose this game. Rutgers comes in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8th in the Big Ten. And Wisconsin is 10th. So both of these teams need to continue working hard to get into March Madness. Um, when you take a look at Lenardi's bracket and where he may have, Wisconsin is actually one of the last four teams in the tournament right now. If you have 68 seeds, they are literally number 67. And uh, the Rutgers Starlet Knights right now occupying an 8 line right now. So you have a 8 seed versus an 11 seed kind of. Big game for both teams, though. A, um, a win here can really help propel. Both these teams are quad one. So a win here is going to help out a lot. Wisconsin probably gets off that last four in line and into the dance with a win. Rutgers continues moving up seed-wise with a win. What gives here, Boogie? You got essentially a pick em here. So what uh, What gives in this game? It is essentially a pick em. Actually, overnight, Rutgers uh, is now gained plus one. Uh, Rutgers is catching a point here on the road. Um, even though they have slumped lately, Rutgers is 0-3, their last three games against the spread. 9-6 overall against the spread in the Big Ten. Badgers, though, are 5-10 against the spread. Second worst covering record in the conference. Also 1-7, last eight home games against the spread. Uh, great win for them, uh, the Badgers. Uh, last game out, 64-59 against Michigan. Uh, and the Knights, of course, coming off that 82-72 loss at home against Nebraska, which was a bad loss for them, yeah. as you had stated. 14-point home uh, again. Wound up losing that game outright and laying 14 points. That, that's just bad. Um, I am leaning here, though, towards Rutgers. I like Rutgers here to come back. Uh, I think that they can go ahead and take care of business. They have a good defense, uh, and so does Rutgers. I'm sorry, so does Wisconsin. But Wisconsin at home, not good covering. Their last seven, like I said, last eight, one and seven. I'm taking Rutgers. I'm taking a stab with Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Rutgers, and he's grabbing a point. Rutgers plus one, 60 points a game allowed, top 10 in D1. So, Rutgers, we always say defense travels. Boogie thinking defense will travel up to Wisconsin for victory. Plus one, Rutgers, Boogie's second pick. So, two former Big East schools. Rutgers used to be in the Big East back in the day. You got Rutgers plus one, Seton sure. plus ten and a half. And being a New Yorker, you nobody knows this old Big East better than you do, my Piscataway, friend. Piscataway, New Jersey. Gotta love it, baby. Put, uh, Rutgers plus the point. I finally come into play. My first play on today's docket is not until 11 o'clock Pacific. And you can go to ESPN+. Plus. I don't know why the Big 12 always does this. They, they, they have all these big games on, um, on, the big, on ESPN+. Plus. But nonetheless, ESPN+, Plus 11 o'clock, we have the Red River Rivalry, baby. Ha. They call it the Red River Shootout. In football, they score uh, a ton of points. And uh, in basketball, they also score a ton of points. Oklahoma at Texas. Now... Texas is coming off that loss to Texas Tech. Number six in the country, 20-6 and six overall, 9-4 and four in the Big 12. Oklahoma behind Porter Mosier, the famous head coach from Loyola, Chicago, got a big job after the, after the great job he did with Loyola, taking them to back-to-back tournament runs. Now the head coach at Oklahoma, and the Sooners are 13-13 and 3-10 and and in conference. We talked about Oklahoma a little bit 
uh, pre-show. Texas is second in the conference, and Oklahoma is 10th. Um, so right now, if it ends up like this, and Oklahoma does get that first-round 10-7 win, they would actually play Texas in the quarterfinals of the Big 12 tournament here in a couple weeks. Oklahoma's 3-10 and 13-13, and and but this team is better than people think. Weird. Um, they've got a pretty good team. they got that kid, the uh, the transfer, Grant Sherfield from Nevada, Tanner Groves, the transfer from Eastern Washington. Um, this team can play. And don't get me wrong, Texas got a good squad. And the last time we saw Texas at home, they won 94-60 last Saturday against West Virginia. But I like the rivalry aspect here, and you have an Oklahoma team. Did you know? Eight of the ten Big 12 teams are in the tournament, mm-hmm. and Texas Tech and Oklahoma are literally fighting for their lives to get back on the bubble, and they're going to have all the opportunity in the world once this tournament starts for the Big 12 sure. to really get some quality wins. Yep. Um, it's tough. Texas, is they have a good team, but I do think that they could be spotting a little too much, especially in a rivalry-type situation, and uh, a Porter Mosier-led team who does it with defense. I think they're... Not quite as talented as Texas, but they got some good players. And I think Oklahoma will battle them today. It's a big rivalry. And you know in rivalry games, you usually grab the points and you're safe. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to do here, Boogie. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open this up with Oklahoma. They're um, getting 10.5. I'm going to buy this uh, half a point to 11. And I'm going to take Oklahoma plus 11 points at Texas. I think it'll be closer than people think. Give me the 11 with the Sooners. I think they can battle today. Um, I'm trying to see what else I got. Let me see. Let me peek at your sheet. Don't be peeking at my sheet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, yeah, so you can go next because you are right above me. We're going ACC. Downtown to Miami, Florida. South Beach, baby. Wake Forest in Miami, 11 o'clock on the ACC network. The Demon Deacons come in 17-9, and 9-6 nine, nine in the conference. Miami's 12-4 uh, in conference and 21-5 and overall. Miami is only a half game back of Pitt and Virginia for number one in the conference. Jim Laranaga, man, more guards than Shawshank that team got, man. Check out, uh, obviously we know about Isaiah Wong, but uh, check out Jordan Miller. Mm-hmm. This kid has been a standout player for them. He has been fantastic. Miami can score it, man. They really can score. 79 a game, well-documented. They've actually won five consecutive games, Boogie, and Wake Forest behind uh, electric tra- uh, transfer Tyrone Appleby. He has been very good for them, and they've won three in a row. So you have two of the hotter teams in the country here. When you take a look at the uh, bracketology report here for these two teams, Wake Forest is in the next four out, so they're right there. And uh, Miami, wow, Miami just keeps winning books. And Miami right now, a four seed um, in Lenardi's bracket. So Miami's still just battling for seeding. They're obviously a lock to make the tournament. Bigger game for Wake Forest for sure, as this loss doesn't hinder Wake Forest, but a win at Miami would just catapult them into new heights and into the field most likely. Seven-point favorite, it looks like, for Miami, right around that seven marker. Um, You've bet Miami a lot, dating back to last year's Elite Eight run. You've rode them into the sunset a lot, and um, I have a feeling I know where you're going in this game. Uh, We're going Miami here all the way. Miami's offense at home is just unbelievable. Uh, They are perfect, 14-0, also playing at home. Uh, 
of course, also with a chance for a sixth straight win. Wake Forest, not so great on the road. Uh, they do struggle. Their offense goes down on the road as a lot of teams do travel that way. Um, of course, both teams come in undefeated in February, but this time Miami, it's strange too because they got Miami in the AP at 15. Uh, you've got uh, that Ken Palm is number nine, 33 for them nationally. So yeah. it's kind of weird, but impressed with Miami so far. They just handled North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Uh, very impressed with them. And now they're at home again. 21 and 5, 12 and 4 in the ACC right now. Wake Forest 17 and 9, 9 and 6 uh, in ACC play. Yep. And now Miami's only laying six and a half points. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and uh, lay that points with Miami. I'm taking Miami Hurricanes. Jim, Jim Laranega's got this team ready to roll for the conference and also for March Madness. Yep. Uh, I'll take Miami, lay the points, minus six. Minus six for Miami today. I could see this game being, a, you know, Wake Forest kind of keeps it close early, and then Miami just blows the doors off in the second half. If you haven't seen Miami play, they are they got all the pieces in my mind to make another run, just like they did last year. No obviously, doubt. no doubt. Obviously, in the tournament, a lot of it depends on matchups and other things of that nature. But yeah, Miami Hurricanes—they've been cashing five straight wins, and Boogie's laying the six for his third pick out of eight. I'm sticking in the Big 12. Same time frame and same network. 11 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. We're taking a look at this Oklahoma State Cowboys at TCU Horn Frogs. Oklahoma State is 16-10, and 7-6 in Big 12 play. TCU comes in ranked 22nd, 17-9, 6-7. Man, are they really missing Mike Miles, man. Mike Miles, ever since he's went out, they have been losing games. They've lost four consecutive games, including including a six-point loss at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State snapped their game, uh, their four-game winning streak with a loss against Kansas earlier this week. That's not never an easy game. But um, I'll tell you, Boog, Oklahoma State is a, a tough out, a very tough out this year. They, 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 they're scrappy. They play defense. Jamie Dixon really needs Mike Miles to come back. And we talked about this um, a couple episodes ago about how TCU is going to get judged. Um, with Mike Miles in the lineup, these losses aren't really going to be affecting them from a aspect of where they're going to be seated. I mean, obviously they're going to make the tournament. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when you when you take a look at everything now here, Oklahoma State is a nine seed as of right now. TCU is a six. So where I'm getting at with this game is, I think Oklahoma State is very competitive. They play good defense. They're a pesky bunch, and I like this 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 uh, Oklahoma State team today. They're getting seven points at TCU. Mike Miles still hobbled. You know, even after he comes back, TCU still might be on fade alert until he gets back, meshed with the with the team a little bit. So Oklahoma and Oklahoma State for me today, bro. I'm taking Oklahoma State and I'm taking the seven points on the road. All right. That's where we're going. Uh, let me see. Your next game is at one. Ooh. Hey, okay. Hey. I got I got my third play real quick at eleven thirty on the USA Network, and then we have our first agreement pick of the pod. I had the A ten country. Now the Atlantic Ten most likely gonna be a one bid league this year, and you know who that one bid's probably gonna go to? Who's that? VCU, baby. VCU. VCU's nineteen and seven, ten and three in conference play. They're playing Fordham. Fordham's twenty one and five, nine and four in conference play. They've done very very well. Um, we bet them against Richmond back on February 5th. They let us down, and then Fordham has since won three straight games against UMass Davidson and the Bonnies. Mm. 
VCU's got a good team this year, man, at the Siegel Center. This is number one versus number three in conference right now. Potential semifinal matchup at the Atlantic 10 tournament here in a couple weeks. VCU, though, man, so dominant at home. The way they defend, this team is good. And uh, right now they're they're getting that automatic qualifier out of the A-10. Um, they could potentially still uh, get in as an at-large maybe. But right now, Lenardi got this VCU team as a 12 seed. Um, we'll see if uh, VCU can kind of get in without having to win the A-10. But I think they got a really good shot at it. I have a good feeling we're going to see VCU on Sunday morning of Selection Sunday playing for that A-10 championship. Fordham... I hate to say this, but Fordham is not as good as their record indicates. Um, 21-5 and five is great, but VCU is a whole new animal. They've been the cream of the crop of this conference for a while, and VCU just knows how to win basketball games. And um, what, what kind of line you got over there on this one? VCU minus VCU 8. VCU minus 8. All over that, brother. VCU minus 8. I like a double-digit win. I'll take the Rams of VCU at All 11.30 right. to win and cover. Against the Fordham Rams. The Rams versus the Rams. The Rams versus the Rams. Let me, let me get VCU minus eight for my third. So we're both three picks in. We meet our halfway point with an agreement pick. I love this. And uh, it should be to nobody's surprise who Boogie's going with in this game. <laughs> but it may be to surprise who I'm going with. Because I'll tell you what. This is the... I'm calling it right now. This is the game of the day right here. Game of the day. Number nine Baylor. Number five Kansas. Top from, ten matchup. Oh, man. From Fog Island Fieldhouse, man. Baylor's twenty and six, nine and four. Baylor twenty one and five, nine and four. Baylor's number nine. Kansas is number five. Both of these schools have an opportunity to win the national title. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is two schools that won the last three national championships, right? Um, Kansas won it last year, and what well, Baylor won it the year before. So the last two national champions are going to be facing each other. And this has been the best conference all year long. And this is going to be, oh, my gosh. Baylor and Kansas, man. It's a banger. This could be a preview of the Big 12 championship could game. Be. And, could and be. These two teams are great. Baylor's got that good backcourt with Cavante George and LJ Cryer and Adam Flagler. Kansas just reload, man. Both these teams are hot two books. Baylor's won four straight, and uh, Kansas has won three in a row. So these teams are just playing good at the right time right now, man. Jalen Wilson really stepped up this year. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was more of a secondary guy on last year's team because you had Ochai Abaji and McCormick and then they depart to the NBA and Jalen Wilson has just taken the leadership role of this team and they got some dogs, man. And uh, Harris, the point guard's good. Grady Dick's a player. They got big men. This is going to be a great matchup. I mean, you look at the numbers and Baylor scores a couple of more a game. Kansas gives up a couple less. It's really a dogfight. Right now, Kansas is minus five, and uh, normally I would take the five in this situation, but something's just telling me that Kansas is going to come out today, Boogie, and um, get rolling with the Jayhawks, lay the five. Uh, yeah, we have uh, this Kansas team ready to roll, I think, getting ready for March. Um, you know, this is a key game for both. Um, Kansas has not covered very well this year, 12-14, and 14. Uh, but watch out as it is a big game here for Jalen Wilson, as you stated. Uh, Grady Dick is rolling lately, scoring uh, lights out the last few games. Uh, Grady Dick, 26 points against Oklahoma State in his last game. Jalen Wilson overall averaging 20 points a game. Um, I think Kansas will have no problem running up the score here. Baylor is 4-0 against the spread. Don't be deceived by that. Their last four games, I just think at home in Fog Allen, 
Kansas' fans will be rocking with this game. As you mentioned, it's a top 10 matchup, and I think Kansas will be ready for it. Lay in the points here. Kansas, minus 5.5. Man, I'm telling you what. This is going to be a... Uh, this is must-see TV, my friend. I mean, this is a game that I am going to be making sure I, I might... I'm not going to miss any of that. That's going to be... An unbelievable game. 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific time. Yeah, ESPN, baby. Make sure you guys tune into that. We move on. We got This is actually very well constructed today, books. We got a two-page list of games, yeah. and we got four on one side, four on the other. We move into the late window now, the afternoon games, and it's I'm, I'm next up, and I'm going to a, another... Another old school Big East battle today between Villanova and Providence. Villanova 13 and 13, 7 and 8 in conference play. First year under Kyle Neptune, who took over for the famous Jay Wright Hall of Fame head coach of Villanova. A couple of natties for him. Providence is 19 and 7 and 11 and 4 in conference under Ed Cooley. I can't believe it. Do you ever, do you ever realize that? Every Kentucky transfer that transfers out of the program and goes to another school, they're like the best player. Yeah, I mean, look that's at Coach Cal, Bryce Hopkins for Providence, seventeen and nine a game. He was like their tenth man at Kentucky last year, and he's the best player on Providence. You look at the guys like Keon Brooks, who was a big mm-hmm. part of that Kentucky that's last right. year, best player on Washington. Crazy. They're led by Bryce Hopkins, and Ed Cooley is a great head coach. They are coming off one of the games of the year in college basketball, a 94-86 double overtime victory against Creighton. Villanova's won three straight, and I think what's been good for them is they've got, they're finally healthy. Mm-hmm. They haven't been healthy this whole season, and Boogie, ever since you had the return of Justin Moore. Justin Moore... Well documented, tore his ACL in the in the NCAA tournament last year when they made that run, and um, he just came back a handful of games ago. And since he's been back, um, they 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 got a four and one record. They're they're very. This is a pesky team. This is a team to look out for. Obviously, with their early season injuries and starting the season off so tough, we're thinking Nova's going to miss the tournament, but. Villanova, the, the, the opportunity is there for them, man. They're 7-8 and eight in conference play. Providence is very good, so I don't want to take anything away from Ed Cooley and what he's done at Providence. They obviously made that run to the Sweet 16 last year, and um, they have the squad to do it again. They defend, but Villanova's running hot right now since they're they're back to full strength, and I'm, I'm taking them, dude. I think, I think Nova can get a signature win here and really boost their tournament chances here. I think Villanova may be able to win this game. And you know our saying, if you think they can win, take the points. And I'm going to take Villanova catching the four points at Providence. I think they go on the road and really make this tight with a chance to win. I agree. I um, agree. We move on to, oh, what do you know? Ha, ha, ha. Alabama has been the new Houston for Boogie, and we talked. Speaking of Houston, yes, two weeks ago I remember talking about uh, uh-huh. how Houston was going to play the, the next two weeks because tomorrow we can talk about Houston and Memphis, just like we talked about. So oh, we'll see what happens boy. with the Cougs, but we got to focus on Alabama and Georgia today. Big rivalry in football, not so much in basketball. Alabama, number one in the country for the first time in a number of years. It's been about twenty years. The 0203 season was the last time Alabama was number one in the country. Here they are again, 22-4, and 12-1 in the SEC. Actually lost their first game in SEC play against Tennessee earlier this week at Rocky Top by nine points. Georgia's won a couple in a row, though. Two boogie, they beat Kentucky, and they beat LSU. But now they're going on the road where they have not played very well. Their last two road games were a 21-point loss at Auburn 
in a 25-point loss at Texas A&M. Now they go to Alabama, catching 18 and a half, and you are all over the Crimson Tide in a rout. Yeah, I mean, I, and I'm glad you mentioned that about their road losses, because I'll get to that in a second. But uh, for Alabama, they're coming off of an outright loss, but it was on the road against a tough Tennessee team, 68 to 59. But on the road, man. Georgia just does not do very well. They did have an impressive win against Kentucky. But uh, January 21st, Georgia also lost on the road against that same Tennessee team, 70-41. to uh, Alabama is now at home where they average outscoring their opponents by almost 26 points per game. Georgia's 0-4 this year when they are a double-digit dog. On the road, they lose by an average of 13 points per game. Massive line, but I smell a blowout here. Alabama laying 18 and a half points. It's an easy 20-point win here for Alabama as they get things going right. Uh, Give me Alabama over Georgia. Lay those big points. Alabama laying 18, baby. 20-point dub for the Crimson Tide. I've said this guy's name a lot, and we he could be a star of March Madness, and he goes by the name of Brandon Miller. We are talking about a 6'9 freshman for Alabama who is probably going to be a first-team All-American this year. This kid can ball. Brandon Miller, baby. And they got some. They got Sears and Quinterly, and this team is loaded. Alabama looking to make a nice run at a national title this year if they can stay healthy. Alabama lay the 18 for Boogie's fifth pick. Our sixth pick is a combo pick. This is awesome. We have eight picks today, and uh, three of them we have similarities on, which is awesome. Love it. And um, this is more of a trendy selection for us, I believe, because you have the Duke Blue Devils at Syracuse today. I'm going to tell you a quick little story about Duke. They can't win on the road, Book. Mm. Not in conference play. Cannot win on the road. Who have they beaten on the road this year? Boston College by one point and Georgia Tech. Take a look at the ACC standings. Georgia Tech and Boston College near the bottom. Syracuse. Jim Beheim. Getting a lot of scrutiny lately about the way he's been treating the media and stuff like that. Retirement. Yeah, that's what that's what they're pointing to. Um, but I'll tell you what. I think he has one more go at this thing. Jim Beheim, man, knows how to coach. Hall of Famer. And coaching edge definitely goes to him. If this was Coach K and Beheim, it'd be another another story. But, but it's not. It's not. There's a carrier dome. I don't care what it's called now. I'm calling it the carrier dome. And... Uh, yeah, it's not the carrier dome no more. You know what this? I don't know why. You, yeah, I know it's so dumb. And you know something? This is the Syracuse team. Just, I'm getting a weird vibe for Syracuse. This this reminds me of like some of the Syracuse teams in the past that like sneak in as a 10, 11, and then they make a run to the Sweet 16. That's the kind of vibe I'm getting from the Cuse this year. Mm-hmm. And I like them today, man. I do. What is it? Plus one and a half? Is yeah, that what we're plus looking? one and a half. Syracuse. By the hook, Syracuse plus the two points at home. Outright win to beat Duke. Uh, yeah, this is uh, exactly where I'm at with you as well, my friend. Uh, this Duke team, John Shire led first year after Coach K retires. Uh, he, they have had some struggles. And, of course, those struggles have been especially on the road. Yep. Um, it's a young team. And, of course, with a young team, that's expected from uh, road road uh, games. Only two double-digit average scorers with Jeremy Roach and uh, Pilikowski. Pilikowski, Filipowski, and even yeah. they average less points on the road. Um, I think Q's coming off a big win over um, North Carolina State yeah. uh, this past week. 
after being down by nine with seven and a half minutes to go, they were able to take care of business. I'm taking a stab here with the orange. I think Syracuse, obviously, I think there's people that will go ahead and say Duke Syracuse. Oh, it's Duke and the name, obviously, with the series. Duke's got the series. But remember, it was Coach K yeah. and it was Coach K's teams with all of these top recruiting players. Uh, this is a young team and they cannot win against pretty decent teams on the road. Yep. I am leaning with a big game from Syracuse today. I'll take them to probably win outright. Yeah. Give me Syracuse. I agree 100%. And um, I'm already drawing up in my head what we're going to do after Sexy this. pick there, baby. I mean, I can see maybe a little, a little Kansas, a little Syracuse. And we got one more to end the show, which we'll talk sure about in a do, second. Sure do, my friend. I, I can mm. see a little Boogie in the Baron three-teamer. Loving little, it. little episode 218 three-teamer uh, in the works. Before we get into my seventh pick and our eighth and final pick of the pod, you got to squeeze something in here. And I'll tell you what, I love this pick from you. When you talked about this Do earlier, you? it was so funny when Boogie and I were talking about this game pre-show. I was like, man, they're going to score some points in this game. And then he shows me his pick. And I'm like, oh, spot on with what we're talking about. Huh. Gonzaga Pepperdine is what we're talking about. Four o'clock, West Coast Conference Network. So... Good luck finding that game on television, but it doesesn't really matter because Gonzaga is back. They are eleven and two. They have won three straight games against San Francisco, BYU, and at Loyola Marymount by forty. Mm-hmm. Absolutely waxed Loyola Marymount, avenging a earlier season loss. Pepperdine back and forth school, but there's one thing about this Pepperdine team, bro. They run and gun. They can score. They can score, and they cannot defend. That's what they do. They're dead last in the conference. We'll see what kind of luck they can have in a couple of weeks out in Vegas in the WCC tournament. Gonzaga right now is the two seed, and it's looking like a Gonzaga-St. Mary's conference final potentially in the West Coast Conference with those two juggernauts going at it yet again. But I tell you what, man, I think you're on the right track here. It's hard to lay 16 on the road with a team in Pepperdine who scores 78 a game. So I think you're on the right track here with this over. Here's the thing. January 19th, Pepperdine, the Wave. They scored only 44 points against, you just mentioned it, St. Mary's, who's going to be a dominant team in the in the madness. Yep. Since then, they have scored 76 in a loss to Portland where they gave up 91. Pepperdine scored 78, lost to San Diego, 87-78. Then... They lose 84-70 to LMU. They score 72 against Pacific on the road, 81-72. Their last three games, Pepperdine 94, Portland 93, Pepperdine 92, BYU 80, and San Francisco 88, Pepperdine 80. Track meets all day. Gonzaga, back on December 31st, the Zags came out with a 111-88 win. The Zags also have difficulty covering this year after an against-the-spread cover. They have covered the last time out against LMU. They're 1-8-1 in that spot their last 10. Mm -hmm. Neither team plays defense. Grab the over and run to the window. The total is 166.5. It will fly over. Take the over in the Gonzaga-Pepperdine game. Man. Seems like best bet material. I think Gonzaga is going to score 100, and I think you can definitely chalk up Pepperdine for 70-something. Could be a 105-75 type of game. Um, if you want to stay closer to the spread, it could be maybe a 
185, you know. They scored almost 200 points the last time these two teams played. Easy over, everybody. Easy over. My seventh pick for me is going to be one of Boogie's favorite teams of the bet, and that's the Arizona Wildcats. Five o'clock on ESPN2. They're playing a Colorado team who is falling apart. They did win at Arizona State earlier this week to get a win, but they're 15-12, and 7-9 in conference. Got to win the Pac-12 tournament to go anywhere. Arizona's a juggernaut, man. It's a top-heavy conference with UCLA and Arizona. Both sit on the two-line in Lenardi's bracket. Arizona, what have they done this year? Oh, not much. Just a 23-4 and record and 12-4 and in conference. Game and a half back of the UCLA Bruins. And I'll tell you what, man. Winners of four of their last five, and their only win, or the only loss was at Stanford, who's kind of turned it around a little bit, too. But I'll tell you what, man. This team at home, let me tell you a little story about Arizona's last three home games. They beat Utah 88-62. It's a 26-point eh, win. They beat Oregon State 84-52, 28-point win. And they beat Oregon 91-76, 15-point win. Now they're laying 13. Easy cover. Arizona laid the 13 points. Very simple for me. Mm. They're going to kill them. Arizona's so good. If you haven't seen that kid Tubalist play and their other big man, Balo, they got some good guards, Kirkrisa. Uh... Tell you what, man, Arizona, look out for them in the tournament. They're going to be tough to beat. Arizona laid the 13. Last pick, Boogie. We can wrap things up. It's 8.30 out here on the West Coast, so uh, it's time to rock and roll. And we go a uh, big-time rivalry in the Big Ten to wrap up. Ten, uh, this is at 5 o'clock on Fox, Michigan State and Michigan. Uh, prayers out to Michigan State as a school. Um, they're helping the campus. Here. Obviously, there was a shooting earlier this week. It was horrible. Uh, just hate to see it. But – Despite all of this, you know, they canceled their, their last game, and now they have to play in Michigan today. Michigan actually has lost their last couple of games against Indiana and at Wisconsin, so Michigan's in a spot where they really need a win. Michigan State really is, too. If you look at uh, both of these schools, Michigan State's a seven seed. Michigan's fighting to get on the bubble here and get into the tournament. Uh, we mentioned when they were 14-10, and 10, had the same record as last year's Sweet 16 team. They've lost a couple, and they've fallen off the bubble, but this could be a very, very key win for them, and they're so good at home. This place is going to be rocking. Normally, I'd lean Michigan State in this spot based off everything happening, but this is a different animal here going on the road against your rival. Um, how much preparation really went into this um, after everything? And From a betting perspective, which is how we try to keep it on this show, we try to keep the emotions out of it and just think logically. And thinking logically, I think this is a very tough spot for Michigan State. And uh, Michigan wins this game. And right now, money line's minus 135, and I'm all over it. Uh, Yeah, right there with you. I mean, this is uh, a tough game for both, uh, and it's an in-state rivalry. It's a big rivalry. Um, You know, obviously, if you haven't been following it as well. The tragedy with the shooting on campus, uh, and Michigan's going to be uh, doing a pre pregame uh, dedication um, uh, for Michigan State and that university. Uh, but when you get back down to the game playing here, uh, right now Michigan's playing better ball. Right now, uh, they win at home by an average of about eight points per game. Yep. Uh, Michigan State's dealing, like I said, with the tragedy. We don't know how they're really going to come out, uh, but I think that Michigan at home. Five and one when favored by five points or less. I think that they can get the win here. They're only laying two. I'm going to go ahead and just take a stab here. Instead of laying the two, I'm going to follow here the direction of my partner. I'm going to take minus 135 on the money line. Michigan 
gets a uh, a sentimental uh, win here, and uh, we'll go with Michigan Wolverines. Michigan for a big quad one win, and that is our show, everybody. We got 25 minutes until these games tip. We got eight games apiece. I hope you guys wrote all these down. Tune in to episode 219 tomorrow morning as we have a loaded college basketball slate and we dive into the NBA All-Star Game. We haven't talked much NBA or NHL because it's regular season. We usually wait till playoffs to dive into that, or at least until March Madness is over. So in the coming episodes, you can hear more NBA. But uh, tomorrow's episode will be a laundry list of college games, and we'll kind of uh, we'll preview the uh, – well, I don't want to say preview, but we'll look over the NBA first half. We're at the halfway point of the year, and they're at the All-Star break. We'll talk Team LeBron against Team Giannis. We don't even know the teams yet because they're drafting an hour before the game. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk a little NBA tomorrow too. But before we sign off, let's go with our best bet. And, man, <sighs> well, I already know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, I know where you're going, and I kind of want to go there too. But I do want to also give variety. So go Honestly, ahead. Honestly, there's a lot of games here that Boogie loves. Um, and I think that you will have a winning record today and positive cash flow Yes, Just sir. take all these games that we've given you yep. and concentrate on what we've given you, the analysts of it. But if we got to go with a best bet here, Boogie's blockbuster best bet for big time Saturday slate, Michigan Wolverines at home, minus 135. Yep. They will get the win. They'll get the cover. So play it either way you want. It's going to be an emotional game for both teams. But Michigan comes out at home as the win. Michigan. Boogie's blockbuster best bet for today. Well, it's funny you say that because Barron's blockbuster best bet for today is also Michigan. That's Let's where go, baby. I want to give variety, but I want to be careful. And when I look at all these games, that's the best player on the board. Michigan money line. You guys got all day. You guys got all day to watch some hoops, stack up that bankroll throughout the day. And at 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock Eastern, Hammer Michigan for all of it. Max bet whale play, baby. Michigan money line, minus 135. Boogie and the Barons combo blockbuster best bet. Go jump on Michigan, everybody. Hope you all have a wonderful Saturday. Win some money. Take care of business. See you guys tomorrow for episode 219. Baron out. Boogie out.